You're listening to the County Life podcast with Chris Ridgway and Martin Johnston. Start the podcast as ever with Chris's weekly interview with County Manager Jim Gannon. Well, Jim, it's a Thursday evening coming off the, the back of two disappointing defeats, I'm sure. Uh, you've got plenty to say on them. First of all, let's just pick over the Southport and then we'll, we'll move on to Harrogate game. Just give us your thoughts. Yeah, there were, there were two very difficult games. Um, I think um, the league position belies where Southport are at the moment. They're a team that's um, in good form and they've added really good players from Fleetwood and, um, and looked a really good side and uh, the extra bit of training started to pay off for them and uh, it was a difficult game. We got ourselves a noses in front, um, gave away a poor goal and then gave away set plays and conceded possession and they kept putting the pressure on us and ultimately um, they took their chances and we didn't and we lost the game so it was a disappointing defeat because it was very much down to our own failings rather than their success Just one quick uh, mention on the Southport game before we move forward to Harrogate we saw Reese Turner go off there, is there any update on, on how Reese is doing? No, um, well the, the swelling's not fully settled down, um, it was a strange one because he's obviously the pitch was quite heavy and he's rolled it on the pitch, um, uh, rather than being a tackle, for example, like Matty Warburton. Um, so f- I think when, when we get a full assessment, we won't know until it's been scanned and uh, the ice is fully settled down, but you're probably looking at a grade two um, ligament strain. Um, we're, we're thinking three to four weeks at the moment. It's not, a, it's not a small one, it's not a major one, but it's one that um, we have to get on top of pretty quickly with the game ready. And if we do that, then um, we could see him back on the training pitch be uh, certainly um, in the next couple of weeks. So then let's move it forward to, to the Harrogate game most recent. It was a, it, f- from the scoreline, it was a big win for Harrogate. It looked like the, the Harrogate were a much stronger team. But I was listening to your interview with John after the game and you mentioned that you, there wasn't loads in between the two teams other than finishing. And I, I kind of agree with that because County had their chances, Harrogate had their chances. And the difference was Harrogate's ended up in the back of the net. Yeah, um, and they were all, were all really good finishes in different ways. I mean, obviously, um, clinical long-range strikes, um, well, well-placed shots, um, and we're three, you know, we're three goals behind. Um, disappointed with the, the the fourth one because of we could have defended the back post better, and uh, the recovering front zone player should have cleared it off the line. But um, that's where we had to tidy up on a few things in training. But um, no, a Harrogate of the top goal scorers in the division. Um, they've got quality throughout the pitch. Uh, again, um, we conceded. You know, the, the the major thing for me, for example, in the last two games is that there's not been much between the sides, and then we've given away a cheap set, cheap foul. Um, Jason's dive, uh, Jimmy Ball's little foul on the halfway line. Next minute, they're in the box scoring, um, and that puts us on the back foot. You start to play a little bit more open. You start to take a few more chances to get back in the game, and all of a sudden, you get done with a third and ultimately a fourth at Harrogate. So really disappointed at the way that we're conceding possession both through failure to hold on to it, failure to connect up front, uh, and also failure to, to to make sure that we don't give away cheap set plays. Um, um, these are things that we've we've worked on tonight, but um, like I said, the margins between success, success and failure are very slim, and uh, the things we've worked on tonight hopefully will turn that margin around. Do you see York City as a similar test to maybe Harrogate and Southport, the way they set up, the way they play the game, and of course they've, they've got the full-time structure. Do you see them as a similar threat to maybe Harrogate? Um, well, very much so. Um, you know, again, um, 
York have probably got one of the biggest budgets full time. Um, they've, they've struggled to adapt to this level. Um, but when Martin Gray, they've got somebody who's got a track record of being successful at this level after what he did with Darlington, and they're on the rise. Uh, I think their series of fixtures were uh, winnable, and they've they picked up a lot of points. So um, they haven't spanked teams, um, but they've definitely had the edge on teams. And I think that um, you know the system is very strong. Uh, they play to parking, and they've got good fluidity in the front three. Good, good support play from the middle three. Um, so our, our, our players will have to be on the toes. Um, but tonight we've, you know, we've gone back to the basics, if you like, Pareto's principle, the 20% that you work on that has 80% effect. And if we get our defensive shape right, uh, our defensive tactics on set plays right, and attacking tactics on set plays right, then we'll have a chance of winning the game. We just spoke about this briefly off air, so I've, I've got a sense of what you're going to say, but I'm going to put it to you anyway. How do you how do you stop someone like John Parkin? I, I was thinking maybe you cut the supply off or maybe try and stop the ball getting to him, but how, how do you see? Because he, he is a threat, isn't he? Yeah, he's a threat. Uh, I think there's two parts to most centre-forwards game, and um, obviously the, the initial ball that comes up to him from goal kicks and throw-ins, it's um, how, how best to deal with that. And then secondly, the cross side of it in terms of, defending the box. Um, I think the first one, you've got to make sure you don't overcommit players into the challenge, especially with them having two players likely to be playing off him centrally. So our centre-halves have to be careful about picking their moments to challenge him. Obviously, closer to the box, we have to work hard to stop the crosses, make sure we're in good starting positions in the box, good zonal positions uh, for the midfielders. Um, and if we do that, um, again, that's the work that we've done tonight in terms of um, making sure that we've no gaps between players. I think we've seen those gaps being exposed by the centre-forwards of um, both Southport and Harrogate, and we need to make those gaps smaller. That needs a little bit of tactical sharpness, maybe change the system. But uh, all those things we've worked on tonight that hopefully means that we um, prevent the ball being served from John Parkin into their front players and from wide areas into the, the goal-scoring areas. We're seeing now what what you spoke about weeks ago and different stage of the season about different parts of the season you're going to need to utilize all different parts of your squad in, in recent games we've seen Ian Armson come in goal you, you, you know we've seen Reese Turner drop out and Matty Warburton drop out through injury and Darren Stevenson's come back in and we see Bowen come in are you happy with the balance of players that you've got in your squad now because we are seeing the more being utilized um I think um you know sometimes you look at your squad and you think it's, it's very strong and we've probably got one or two that we can't get games and all of a sudden a couple of injuries later. Um, I've looked at our starting lineup on uh, Harrogate and Solf and I thought it's really strong. And I look at our starting lineup, this Saturday has been very strong. Um, and you start looking at the bench now, um, uh, you, there's a couple of little holes opening up. Um, you know, obviously we only had the 15 really fit uh, for Harrogate. Um, even the, the players underneath, the George West, the Adam Edges, the Harry Brazils, um, are all sort of struggling with fitness. It's just that time of the year. Uh, from my perspective, though, I don't think... Um, I think Reese Turner's a loss for us because he gave us a, a, a different spark. Obviously, got the goal against um, Kidderminster, the goal against uh, Southport. So that's a bit of a loss to us. Um, Gary Stopford perhaps is feeling fatigue and might miss out. Um, we don't know how we'll recover. Um, so we've got a couple of players who are injured and we've also got a couple of players... Um, who have dipped in form. Um, I don't know whether that's just to the, 
the toll of playing so many games this season at a level that perhaps they're not used to or so many games Saturday, Tuesday, away from home against full-time sides while trying to balance their, you know, their work, uh, the 30 or 40 hours at work. Uh, so we've got a couple of things. We just have to now manage those injured players, those players who are losing form uh, and just make sure that we kind of work them back to their best because looking at my team, uh, if I can get them all back to their best, um, firing on all cylinders, then we'll have a chance. But we've got a difficult period uh, now after the, the results we've had and the fixtures we're facing, two tough sides uh, this Saturday and next Saturday. And we need to come through them working really hard to make sure we're competitive. And then as we get players back to fitness, back to freshness, um, back from injury, then we'll look, we can only get stronger. Just turn turn the attention on to a couple of players. And then you mentioned Gary Stockfirth. We saw him hobble off uh, midweek against Harrogate. How How is he doing? How's he looking at the moment? Um, he's, he's, I think he's feeling a bit tired. He might be feeling his age now. Um, yeah. I mean, when he came to the club, the enthusiasm, I mean, he was almost man of the match every week. He's just tremendous appetite and energy and, and a real effect on games um, throughout October and November. And I think perhaps that's taken its toll on him. Um, uh, the demands of away games at Kidderminster, Southport and um, you know, Harrogate, has, um, it's been quite tough on him. And um, we obviously took him out for the home game against Kidderminster because uh, of a dead leg. Um, and we were hoping that could help recharge his batteries. But I just think he's feeling the, the strain of the demands on him. Um, but that's where we need other players like Jimmy Ball and Harry and Bowen and all them to step up and start giving us man-of-the-match performances. And um, like I said, let, let Gary just recharge his battery, get back to his fitness and freshness um, because he's going to be an important player for us. Do you think we've got enough cover in the in the midfield zone, be it defensive or attacking, if Gary's out? Have we got enough cover within the squad there? Because obviously we've seen you bring Jamie starting in recent weeks with his turn up front. Do you, do you feel we've got ample bodies in the middle? Yeah, I, I think um, Harry, you know, Harry's working his way back to full match fitness. He's had a, a couple of nights now and um, last of the game's quite well. Uh, obviously we used Jimmy Ball as a, a stand-in centre-forward on the second half of Harrogate and I think it was a masterclass in centre-forward play apart from the finishing in terms of hold-up play, flicks, bringing people into the game, running channels, being a threat behind. But um, but again, you know, we want to we want to try and keep working with Jason and make sure we can get the best out of him. Um, so we've got Jimmy and Harry. We've also got Matty Warburton and Bowen in front. So between those four, I'm sure we have adequate cover for the midfield three. Um, you know, if Gary misses a game alone, it'd be one. Um, and he'll be back then for the the little run of games that that will start in February. Let's 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 talk about that attacking line because obviously it was a little bit of an eyebrow raiser when Jason Oswell came off. But Jimmy Ball, I thought he looked sharp when he came on. You, you mentioned uh, it was his finishing maybe that eluded him a little bit. Certainly in the first five minutes, there was two breakthrough on goals, and he showed that athleticism. He showed that. But Jason, I think he'll want to. I mean, maybe you can correct me on this, but I think he'll now he'll want to prove that he's still the man up front. And do you think that's good to have that competition up there? Jason hasn't stopped being a goal scoring threat or has come a bad player overnight. But I think we have to realise that, you know, he's he's done really, really well for a large part of the season and he's having a little bit of dip in form and uh, confidence and energy. He's had a couple of injuries that he's carried that you know. So again, um what I do I don't want to be doing is flogging people to, you know, squeezing everything out until they're exhausted and collapse. Um I think Jason's gonna be an important player for us. Um I think, um, to be fair to our front four, um, 
you know, if you look at Darren off the left, um, Adam off the right, Jason, and then whoever we're playing behind, whether that be a, a Matty or a Boa, I think the problem we've had recently, because we've conceded poor possession, the opposition have opened us up and spread them four apart. And I think at the moment we need to be finding some way of getting them four connecting and playing off each other and closer to each other. And if we do that, then uh, we'll see Jason um, get more opportunities uh, and create more opportunities. Um, his goal-scoring record, his assist record is great. Um, I think what we need to do now is just maybe have a rethink about how we can get people closer to Jason, how we can get into positions to, to provide a sort of ammunition that Jason thrives off. And if we can do that uh, this Saturday or over the coming weeks, then we'll see Jason return to form and, and goals. One player, of course, we've seen him a few times this season uh, thrive off playing around is Matty Warburton. Could you give us any update on how on how Matty's doing? Yeah, perhaps it was a bit of a surprise to see his name on the team sheet, but we travelled to um, Harrogate with 16 players and unfortunately Michael Clark um, has a, a, a sort of a strained neck. Um, so rather than putting him on the bench and uh, Matty Warburton had come for the exercise and the training, um, said he'd felt if, if we needed him, he'd go on the bench, but I didn't want to risk him. Um, obviously, you have Sab and Bowen and Ben and a couple of other options on the bench. We used them all. Uh, but Matty's trained really well again tonight and uh, certainly in contention. But again, a little bit like Reese and Darren previously, we just have to manage his way back into 30, 45, 60 minutes and just make sure that we don't overwork him. But I think it's, this is certainly, he'll certainly have a part to play on Saturday because we want to get him back on the pitch and um, creating and scoring and, and moving around that attacking midfield area like he has been. And if we can do that, then we've got another goal scoring threat and assist on the pitch. Jim, just finally, let's have a quick look ahead to York at the weekend. Of course, County loads of history with York in the league, and we spoke about them before we played them last time uh, up at up at their ground. It is a special game, I think, against York. It's certainly a tough test. Just break down what kind of event and uh, an atmosphere you expect at EP on Saturday. Well, it's it's, it's interesting because I've been looking at the uh, highlights and watching, and uh, you know they've had you know some some massive games, and uh, you know obviously. Um, York is bouncing at the moment. The atmosphere in their game seems to be great. Um, the, the, you know, the like ourselves are an ex-league club with um, a fantastic loyal support. Um, they're a team now that start to create a bit of momentum. So there's a bit of excitement around the place at the moment. Um, like I said, in, you know, I, I said this about the Salford game when we were last year. It felt like a league match. The crowd, the quality of play, um, the intensity of the match from start to finish. And I think we're going to have a similar occasion here on Saturday. And um, you know, I think people shouldn't judge me team on the last two games. We have dipped. Um, the energy, the confidence has faded out in these two games. But we are a force at home at Edgley Park. And I'm sure that York um, uh, and Martin won't take anything for granted. They'll know they'll be coming to Edgley Park um, and between our team and our support that they've got a hell of a game on their hands. Jim, as ever, all the very best for the game at the weekend. Thanks so much. So Chris, here we are again. Another tough week for County, though. We thought this, you know, the the, the squad um, looking the way it was a couple of weeks ago, and players coming back, and all the signs were really, really good. But it's been a really tough week. Two uh, two defeats back to back for the first time in a long time uh, against good sides, but you know, still hard to take. Yeah, two two disappointing defeats. You've you've got to say, a couple of weeks ago, as you say, we were. Sitting here full of positivity and optimism, Reese Turner's just signed. Jason Oswell's banging him in. Matty Warburton's there, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, the defeats. We'll we'll look over them now. We'll we'll kind of 
try and analyse what's happened and digest it. But Jim Gannon said in his <coughs> in his post match interview, you have to excuse me, I've got a bit of a sore throat tonight. Don't worry about it. Um, Jim Gannon said in his post match interview after after Harrogate that uh, it was just a horrible week, and he's right. He's right. That that seven days or whatever, you know, between Southport and Harrogate, and the injuries that have come in, Matty Warburton having to sit games out again because he's not quite recovered. Then Reese Turner getting injured, and we're hearing that he's going to be out for about four more weeks. Uh, it's just it's just not what the club needed. Um, and now we've got no points to show. We've shipped seven goals. We've lost another lead. You know, uh, you know, holding the lead against. Uh, a good Southport side. People, people look at Southport and say, "Well, we should have been, um, we should have been rolling them over like we did in the cup and the league." But we've said, we said it with Jim last week. This Southport team has changed so much since we first played them, and then since we second ta- next season. If if they don't sneak a playoff place this season, which isn't beyond the realms of possibility, then they then they could be favourites to be up in the top two or three next year. Southport now look really, really strong. They've strengthened uh, tremendously well. Um, so on paper it looks like a, a disappointing defeat but then the Harrogate one I think pe- people will raise eyebrows there but we'll pick over that I think there's a lot to be said about about that game Yeah, Southport first then I think what's happened is that defeat has caused such a you know whatever within that club that they've gone we've got to do something about this and actually you know now they're bearing the fruits of that yeah. you know that, that really what the hell is going on here and that, and so we've met, you know, a predictable kind of response really because they've been building up, building up, getting better, as you said, change personnel because that defeat shocked them so much. It did, it did shock them, and um, you know, fair, in a way, fair play to them. You know, uh, every, you know, their fans will be very happy with the business they've done. Their fans will be very happy with determining fortunes, uh, and it'll leave them positive and optimistic. Um, but county, you know fell on the wrong side of that if we'd have played them a couple of weeks before you get the sense we probably would have taken even the three points let alone just the one uh, but you take the lead against them uh, Stephen O'Halloran puts a great cross in Jason Oswell for you know there's been a lot of talk about him and we'll, he, he'll be someone that we speak about in a few minutes for everything that's been going on around him he took the assist really really well uh, and Reese Turner has put away a good finish there and it's it's a good team goal and you, and you think here we go this is this is the form playing out, you know, that the optimism suggested it would. Um, Reese then goes off injured, and if there's one thing you don't want to see, it's your electrifying new forward be taken off the pitch. Uh, we hope he's, we hope it's a quick recovery. We hope he hits the ground running in the form that he did. Um, before. And what happens in that situation? Does he go back to Morecambe and work with their physios, their team, and then and then we look at. You know where he is in the next few weeks, and then see if he's still still with us. Or that's a good question. Does, does he does he work with us I to, don't, to overcome this injury? I, How does it work? I don't actually know in terms of who does the physical treatment, um, but there's been no suggestion that I've heard that he will be going back. That his loans right, in any okay. question, he will be staying with the club. Uh, so the rest of the season, he's whatever happens, he's a county player. As far as yeah, as yeah. far as I'm aware. I mean, yeah. obviously things change if it's a season-ending injury, but this isn't. You yeah. know, so. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything to investigate there. Uh, however, it did and it, it does continue to weaken County's front line, as we've seen. You know, Jason Oswell, uh, still the leading man, still the marksman, uh, but there's no Matty Warburton there now either behind him. 
So no Reese Turner, no Matty Warburton, Sam Minnan's still out. Um, Darren Stevenson looks ten times the player he was at the start of the season, but between the two of them, they can't do it all on their own. They, you know, they're 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 not the dynamic three that we thought we were going to be signing, and we have signed, you know, that have been uh, proving what you know what Jim wanted, what Jim saw in them uh, in in previous seasons. So we have a little week up top. We could do with Matty Warburton coming back. He was on the bench at Harrogate. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he'll be back. Or, you know, in the starting lineup behind Jason Oswell uh, for York. But that brings in the enigma of Jason, which we'll speak about after talking yeah, over well, Harrogate and Southport. Well, let's yeah, yeah. You know, that, so that's Southport. Really, you know, a frustrating game. Um, really frustrating. But let's talk about Harrogate because you know that was that was a really hard way to follow that game. Yeah. To follow that Southport performance, where, as you say, some of the things went right and then it basically went wrong. The last thing you want is to go to Harrogate or Salford, play on a different surface, you know, with what's going on, <coughs> you know, whatever, however you want to, uh, with the Jason situation, let, let's say. And then also, it makes a radical decision to put Ian Ormson back in goal. So, you know, that, that that's a, and I'm, I'm not saying that's the wrong thing, what I'm saying is, what you're going into Harrogate with is so many different things. Yeah. You know, and it's a really hard situation. And I can see that, you know, Jim's looked at that and he's thought, well, it is a difficult situation. So, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Ian back in goal. You know, I've said what I'm going to do with Jason and he did it. So, you know, from his, from Jim's point of view, I can totally see it, totally understand it. But, you know, the frame of that game, there was so much going on. Yeah. And I think this is the, the outcome of everything that's happened post Harrogate is something we do need to look at. There's there's been a lot of fan reaction, which which happens. You know, every you you know it, I know it. Everybody who listens to this will know it that fans react differently to defeats. Jim Gannon will know it probably better than anybody. And usually it's it's the manager that get the bears the brunt. You know, and people do get all hysterical. Now, one thing that we would say as fans, and you know, I say this is completely in a fan capacity is. Let's just calm down. Like, you know, there's still a good way of the season to go. I think still 14 games or something to play. Uh, we're not too far out. You know, we are out of the playoffs at the moment. Still a long way to go. You know, still, we've still got to play a lot of teams that we should be beating. Now, Harrogate, I agree again with Jim with what he said in his post-match that I don't think there was masses between the two sides. County had a lot of attacking pressure, but Harrogate were able to put the ball in the back of the net, and County weren't. Uh, which draws your attention to Ian Ormson. Now Ian Ormson, I thought, played very, very well in the FA Cup in the uh, FA Trophy games against Kidderminster. I thought he played very, very well against Harrogate. He made a couple of outstanding saves, and you know anyone who's seen those saves, who was at the game or seen the highlights, well, you know, the, I mentioned it on air to yourself, Martin. There's no such thing as you can't have chocolate wrists if you're going in goal. And one of those saves in particular, he's got down so fast, put such a strong hand. It's a fantastic save. Harrogate's finishing was of world-class level. Uh, people might scoff at that, but if Leo Messi puts those goals in, or Sergio Aguero puts those goals in, or whoever, the match of the day pundits are going mad. You know, it's trending on Twitter. A um, couple of those goals, really, really well taken, fantastic goals. So you look up top and you say, well, okay, well, why haven't we scored as many goals? Jason was in for a real hard night that night. Um, he didn't have the pace of Reese Turner. He was winning his flick-ons, but there was nobody there to to pick it up. Uh, the ball wasn't sticking chest and below, which I think is fair to say. Uh, he's up against a very strong Harrogate defence. 
So I don't think it was the worst decision in the world to pull him off. Jimmy Balls had two tremendous opportunities within five minutes. And if those goals go in, if those goals are taken, then we're talking now about a masterstroke. So in terms of player selection, in terms of player contribution, I think we have to say that night, uh, Harrogate were a well-oiled unit. I don't think County were poor. I just think Harrogate pipped them and took their chances. I th- I've got a... Well, I think, you know, from listening in the studio, two key moments. Their second goal, because yeah. of the time it comes, when, you know, County had just got got themselves back into the game, started to settle down a bit, you know, the time it so you go in, and then you're going in 2-1. And then the Jim takes off Jason and puts Jimmy Ball at centre-forward. And there's two moments where Jimmy Ball breaks on goal. Yeah. And, the, and Jim's obviously sitting there thinking, that's why I did it, that's why I did it. But he doesn't score. Yeah, you know he doesn't score either of those opportunities. If he'd scored one of those, or even worked the keeper a bit harder, you know, Jake, the game's completely different. And in those two moments, that's yeah. where the game gets away. I think it's it's a fair shout. It's a fair shout. Now, fans will come away frustrated and heated after shipping four goals. I get that. You know, not none of us were any, happy. Any fan that. would, for, you know, exactly. City top of the league. If they, you know, when they they lost four three to Liverpool, their fans weren't happy. Yeah, you know, they, they, that that's that's it's, what fans are there for. That's why. Why we do it? It's about passion, and yeah. you expect them to do that. Um, but I think a lot of people, they, you know, there's a lot of reaction, and some of it good, and some of it bad. And I, my, my, we've said it before a hundred times. Nobody sits and tells us you can't say anything negative about this guy. You can't say anything. You can't question the manager in any way. We've we've spoken about things we agree and disagree with a hundred times. We've spoken with Jim about it in the past. You know, things we agree on, disagree, on, and we have a conversation about it. So there's no. There's no, oh, we're just saying it was good because we have to. I genuinely thought Harrogate took their chances better. Fair play. They, they did put there the ball in the back of the There was one absolute worldie. Was it yeah. the second one? Yeah, yeah. The, well, that, the, that, second, that key was, second goal. I thought all of their goals were really well taken, if, if I'm honest. Um, the, the third one where he's, you know, Notting has brought the ball down, where a lot of Harrogate fans are expecting him to put his boot through it. He's turned it back inside and put an absolute dream finish on it. And again, I just, Ben Hinchliffe, Ian Ormson... Uh, you know Neil Edwards, uh, Carlo Nash, goal county keeps it. I don't think anybody would have David stood De, much. Of yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think any of, uh, of those guys would have, uh, you know, been able to do much about that. So let's look at moving forward now, rather than looking back. You know, we 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 can complain about it, but it's happened. So we've now got to move forward, and we've got to say, well, look, we've got a hell of a test coming up here against York City because York City are the. There's a little bit of romance there because we've played them in the league before. There's a little bit of history there, and there are, you know, fans. They're a fan-friendly club. You know, there's no, there's no animosity between us and them. However, County should be beating teams like York in terms of grand history of each other. Do you know, County mm-hmm. are traditionally a yeah. higher-up club than York. Yeah. York are doing very well this season. They've brought in new management. You know, who are who are doing well. And earlier in the season, County thumped Southport and then go and get played off the park by York. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that was the game that Sam Minihan pulled out with injury. It was a bad day at the office. Now County are coming off the back of a bad day at the office rather than an extremely good one. And I, for one, would like to think, yes, York are a, a well-oiled unit. Yes, they're a good team who know what they're doing. But so are County. County have got a very thorough manager who, all right, he's not had the rub of the green in the last two games, but he's a thorough manager with a good squad. If Matty Warburton's fit, if Jason Oswell starts, which is a, an interesting talking point, those two click into form. I, d- I don't fear anybody in this division. 
Uh, and with all due respect to York, I don't fear them either. No, and neither, and neither should County. You know, as you say, last two games aside, built on solid defence, uh, built on better, a decent squad, and built on attackers yeah. that you know really were doing the business. And so, therefore, we know that they can still do it. We know what Matthew can do. We we know what Jason Oswell can do. You know, we know the contributions from the bench that Byron Dixon can make. So, you know, you look at you know how improving all the time Jimmy Ball is. So. There's, you know, we we know they can do it. So yeah, I I I wouldn't be pessimistic going into the match. Undoubtedly, Martin, there will be people listening to this now shaking their head, going, "What sort of claptrap are these talking?" <laughs> because, you know, it, it's been awful, and 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 that that is part of part and parcel of the game. Uh, it was quite interesting that I thought in in our last piece with Jim before the Southport game, he said to us one of his final sentences of the interview was. There will be ups and downs this season, but we're in a good place right now. So I don't think he was expecting the, the down to come so quickly. But this is football. If you take a step back, you know, find any team. It, it's so rare to find a, a perfect run. There's no blips. There's no. You have to go back really to the Arsenal Invincible team to say there's the season where a team's done it perfectly. Um, so I... I all I can say is, as a as a fan, I go into every game positive. Uh, I know, I know that come two, three o'clock on Saturday afternoon, the majority of county fans will be up. They will be confident. They will be pumping, and that's what football does to you. And yeah, it could go horribly wrong again. York are an extremely good team. Um, we can't say that they've got no chance because they probably go into the game as favourites. If we're completely honest, um, but I'm confident. I believe in our players. I believe in our staff. I believe in our coaches. So let's go and take the game to them. And think what you know, what a morale boost, and what a, you know, back on track. This project's back on the rails. Uh, it will be if there's a good performance against York. So looking at the, um, you know, the craziness of the last two games, the uh, you know, who do we pick out as your, as your player, best player from those two games? As a, as a player of the week, um, now I'm going to hold my hands up. People who listen on the radio will say they'll know I wasn't at the Southport game. Work commitments came in. And, um, so I'm not going to comment on on that one. I, I saw it online. I've seen a, vi- a video of, of of the game, but I've uh, I wasn't there in person. I think you've got to be really. Uh, but I'm going to give on Harrogate basis. I'm going to give it to Ian Ormson because he's. I think he's he's come back in in a tricky game on an artificial surface uh, and made some absolute pearl saves. You know if that that scoreline could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot better if we'd taken our chances, no doubting. But it could have been a lot worse. If he hadn't made some incredible saves, uh, I think he really deserves it. He's really showing the, the 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 level of goalkeeper he can be. That people have Jim Gannon has spoke about, previous managers have spoken about just what he offers the team. He offers real competition for Ben Hinchliffe. So fair play to him. I'm going to go for for Ben uh, for Ian Olmson. And he was under a lot of pressure, you know, yeah. for that. You know, it was the head scratching moment when the team came out, you know. And he's playing because of you know Ben had done so well, you know. All of a sudden, Ian's back. He's 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 playing. Also, you've got to remember he's playing behind a new centre back, who is still young. He looks promising, but he's still very young. So he has to command that situation. You know, if you're talking about a, a second choice goalkeeper coming in. But he's behind your two main choices. Then fair enough. He's you know he's got a good, but he's not just got to shot, uh, stop the shots that come at him. He's got to organise you know a, a young new defender into a team who is changing defences weekly anyway because you've got Chris Smalley. He comes back in. Michael Clark goes out, and then Steve O'Halloran's there, or is it Scott Duxbury? So he's working with 
with uh, a, diff- a couple of different defences, with a new boy who's a young lad. So he's got to organise that as well uh, as saving the shots that come in. So fair play, Ian. It's so again the opposite of what's happening at Liverpool. Van Dijk's come in, he's now got to organise a defence yeah. and organise a young keeper yeah. who's been promised a, 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 a you know a set of games. So interesting, yeah. Interesting comparison. Um, so who's you want to watch then for the York game? Who's you keeping an eye on? Providing he's fit and providing he plays, you've got to say Matty Warburton because the team now are crying out for a guy to put the ball in the back of the net. We've scored two goals in two games. It's not a bad return, you know, but it's the two people who have scored the goals. One is now injured, uh, and you've got a centre half scoring one, which is great. <laughs> but you can't, you, you don't, you don't go into every game thinking Chris Small is going to score you the winner. So you look at your your flair players, your attacking players who, you know, full of confidence, full of beans. For me, that's Matty Warburton. Uh, I don't know. We've got no scoop yet on whether he's going to be playing or not. If he's fit enough, if he's even going to train yeah um this you know we're, we're doing as, as it stands now at thursday lunchtime so we don't know if he's going to train tonight but if he does play then he's got to be the one to watch and i i bet if i was a york coaching staff as well he would he's the guy that we've got an eye on interesting stuff just to finish just a little amusing story from the week what do you think of that leeds united badge <laughs> <laughs> uh, no uh, the best one i thought is so it's a representation of a fan looking at his watch, seeing what time, how long the game, and it does look like that as well. He's looking at his watch to see how long the game's got. He should left. be he should be looking at his watch, wondering is it April the first? Because that <laughs> badge is not one that I don't think, I don't think Council will be ad- adopting that anytime soon. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, Chris. Thanks.